So we were talking about waving somebody over, inviting him into the conversation, using terms like my guy or sister. Like, our, um, your. <laughs> what? Sister. <laughs> I waited all night. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 162, entitled Belonging. Does it matter to you that you have a close-knit friend group? Are you always on a team or part of a club? Do you love and enjoy being a part of your family? Does it matter to you that you are good at whatever role you play in a relationship? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you probably have a high need for belonging. We're talking about that tonight here at the table. So please pull up a chair at the table and join us. First time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And it would be great if you gave us a five star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone, well, it's the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in in Rome. Rome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back. Yes, most of us. Uh, Most of us. Yeah. Still stands It's Chris. a ragtag bunch. He's still in Ocracoke. Ever heard of it? Titus Phil of the Carolinas. Titus Phil of the Carolinas. So right before uh, we started, I got a message. I have, I'm selling an old phone of mine mm. uh, on Facebook Marketplace. It's and, crazy. Oh, man, I am so frustrated. Uh-huh. I It's all spam. And then I got, it was a real person because we had a real conversation but this person was like uh like a scammer like they they had me i they had me uh request money via cash app to you know f- to get money from them so i did that then this person sends me a picture of their phone like not a screenshot a picture of their phone of like the transaction of them sending me money and i'm like bro I never never got the money and this conversation is like this is like an hour out of uh. my day, and I had made a video of the phone, like showing how it works, turns on, everything's good, you know. Like I'm doing everything, I'm bending over backwards for this guy, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, hey, I might actually sell it this time. And then he drops the, will, will you ship it? And I said, bro, you send me the money, I'll ship it wherever you want. Is <laughs> so I have this girlfriend over in Africa that's doing research. And I was like, oh, come on, man! Like it's every every time. So here, here's okay. Here's a lesson to the scammers out there. Stop saying that you Africa. know that you know Africa or somebody in some foreign country somewhere that you want to ship this thing to. I don't know what it is. Yeah, where, know, where's the scam? Where's I don't know it? who falls for this. That like, so he wants you it, to send it without getting paid. Yeah, like oh, well. he he said I sent the money and then he said. Look, MFR, where's my money? Oh, and I was like, okay. No, ain't doing that. And I was like, well, now we're contacting the police. Like, I was Did like, you say that? Yeah. I was like, I will contact the police. And he was like, I don't care. And I was like, great. Like, uh, it, it was awful. What, what a drain. Oh, it was. What a drain. What are you trying to sell it for? 700 uh, Okay, that's a lot of money. It is. 
And but I know what I have, and, and you know what's out there. It, you know what's right, out there. and it's it is what it is. So like, it's just it just boggles my mind. Like just, and this isn't the first guy that is like like I've been stood up once. Like I like set up a meeting. Guy said he'd pay in cash. Great. I meet you in a public place. Municipal building. They yeah, got a, sure. they got a lot for that. <laughs> they do at the police station. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What for public meeting places? For literally for transactions. Oh okay. Really? Mm. Huh. So don't know. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that, that's Dude, it's things. horrible. You start adding up like how much time you spend on it, and you're like, all right, now if I can sell it for six hundred, <laughs> it's going to be about fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah, I have my bottom. I have my bottom. You know that that uh, some costs. Hmm. Um. Speaking of that, yeah. I have my uh, third five hundred oh. on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Lots of qualified buyers. Nary a nibble. Um, <laughs> I, I, in fact, I actually I you can't it, even get spammers. Or scammers. I can't even get scammers or, or spammers. Whatever. It I'll send I Cody your way. I can't get any. No, please don't. I can't get anybody. <laughs> Uh, but I have it on there for thirty five hundred, um, and I, I put it on before vacation. And again, not a nibble. So I boosted the post today. I spent a whole twelve dollars for the next three days to uh, to boost it. Now you get the scammers. So, but and now now I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. now I'm on lunchtime in Rome promoting it. So uh, yeah. you need a, a nice nice big tank of a car. Great car. Just it drives well for like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. There you go. If you can get through that, it's basically 20. an electric car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the transmission's not great. So, well, um, dude, and the the price of used cars right now is crazy. Yeah, that's why I'm uh, like, that's why I'm not putting it out there for five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks because it's a great it's car. Crazy. Yeah. Kia actually offered to buy my car from me. Mm. They said it's two years old. We could probably get you into the same payment plan. Just start over. And I was like, brand new mm. car. Yeah, I was like, nah, I like my car. Hmm. I, I it has you know, air at least mine. It does. I, I might buy mine. I might buy it out. You might buy that one. Yeah, yeah. If you know, if the if the deal's the good K5. enough when the when the lease is up, yeah. Yeah, I'm loving and, mine and the price. Care. And if the prices stay the way they are, I'm like, mm. yeah. So for all of us, I think it's been a weird re-entry. Vacation was great. Yes. A little bit weird. Yeah, it was great vacation. Great vacation. And it was just the way it timed. I think because we got home Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, late. And then Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, we still were kind of off. And if, But Saturday felt like Sunday. Mm-hmm. But then Sunday was the day before the 4th, 4th of, of July. July. So yeah. it was like a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And then the 4th of July, well, that kind of felt like a Saturday. So I've just been off the whole week, whatever. Yeah. I was just, just destabilized. And I took off yesterday. And that felt great. Except like today, I'm just like, I'm done again. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just so wiped. So as you guys know, but the rest sitting here at the table, I want to make sure you know. Not only did Joe uh, have an allergic reaction to corn pollen oh, on vacation, so and then probably a half hour later get bit by a bunch of fire ants on Sunday, Monday, Monday he got bit in the nose by a wasp, and it swelled up and spread to his cheeks, but he was okay. Mm-hmm. Saw him later that night. He, he really couldn't tell. Right. Yeah. Well, so yesterday he was walking out to the car and a wasp got under no. his toe oh, no. and his flip flops. <sighs> and he got so between between again. his toe and the flip flop. Yeah. It, oh my goodness, this kid. And so his foot swelled up pretty good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So this morning he woke up and he had a fever. Oh. And he had chills, and his back was aching. Jeez. So I had to drive. Uh, we came a COVID test, came back negative. COVID wasp. Yes, it was a COVID wasp. <laughs> and HPV wasp. And um, 
uh, so I had to drive Leah to work, and now we got hunters working on our deck, which is, excuse me, Huntsman Projects. Yeah. And he got rained out yesterday, which was terrible because it rained and then it stopped and he could have worked, mm-hmm. but he sent the crew home. Right. So I have to drive Leah to work. I take Leah back. Joe's got an appointment to go uh, to the doctor's. And <laughs> in the meantime, an impromptu round of golf at Shen Lee with Todd. There you go. I couldn't have played much worse. Mm -hmm. I didn't make a putt over 10 feet. Get a phone call from Joe in the process that the doctor said that his fever and wasp situation. Oh, the lady on the phone when we called, the nurse said, oh, we've had a lot of wasp situations in these last few weeks. Hmm. Bad season for wasps. Well, we've had had a lot of wasp nests in our backyard. What about Amy? Amy got stung. Yeah, I got stung. Oh, I didn't know that. This was this was before vacation. Ah. Like there, I we had two nests in our shed that I got stuck uh, by. I mean, you know, climate change, wasps, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But <laughs> so then Joe calls me in the middle of this unbelievably humid and not very well played round. Yeah. To say that the doctor said, <laughs> Joe said, he said that my wasp and my fever are unrelated. And I don't know why. That's what the doctor said. No, Joe said. Uh, I don't know why. I said, so you know what he said, but you don't know why he said it. That sounds like me. Right. That sounds like me going to the doctor. All right. Good deal. Well, Bella texts me. Well, the police are here. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me? She goes, across the street. And you're still playing golf? Oh, yeah. Across the street, she Uh, clarifies. uh Right. Uh, Two door, uh, across and up. The very busy house. Yes, Uh we know that one. Yes. And I said, how many? Seven or eight? Are you okay? Seven police? Yeah. So that goes on for two hours. So I get home. I mean, that day's coming. And and after disc golf, I I played bad. I played bad. Yeah. But I had this like weird feeling. And this week's been super busy. Physically or mentally? Yes. All of it. A little angsty. Uh Yeah. But I would like go through my mind. So like something gnawing at you. Yeah. But but mostly physical. Like, is my asthma acting up Uh a little bit? But no, I'm okay. And I helped Todd move a mattress because new Young Life guy, John Grissom, is going to be staying at Todd's house. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Which is great. Yeah. And I've, I've got sermons all lined up and you know learn to love that i do on sundays it's still a little nebulous right now where god's leading whatever else okay but i'm even working on a thing for my new volleyball coach that i don't have to i'm just doing it for him mm-hmm. so okay the the cops i get out of the car pouring down rain two policemen are still there there's two poured. more police two policemen left and i i get out and they go oh hey jay <laughs> I have no idea who they are. <laughs> and I said, anything I need to know about? And they said, no, no, no. It's across the street. And I said, all right. I said, I'm not easily bothered. I said, it's fine. And they said, you want to stay and talk? And I'm, it's pouring down right. I went, I'm good. <laughs> and I went inside. So I get ready and talk to Bella a little bit, whatever else. I'm eating a little bit of dinner, 7 o'clock, and I get a phone call. I get a phone call from Denny Chisnell. Oh, okay. All right. Does it ring a bell for you at all? Denny Chisnell? Camp. Close. Yeah. I'm supposed to be preaching. Yeah. You're in the Today. lineup. At his summer camp, campground area cottages. Oh, Jay. Calls me at seven. Oh, what time am I supposed to preach? Man. Oh, Jay. Seven o'clock. Oh, man. It was so great. I'm sitting there on the couch. And I was like, this is so bad. This is so bad. I didn't pick up. I was like, oh, get. I was like, why is he calling? <gasps> And I just never, I mean, I worked on it. I <laughs> we worked, talked about it on vacation. We talked about it on vacation. Uh, you had a thing planned. Plan. Have it planned. Had, you know, oh, and I guarantee man. you, I have not thought of it since we've been home. And I, for whatever reason, I never put it in my calendar. <sighs> Bro. Uh, and, and I said to Rachel, she's like, well, you know, it's been really busy today. And with Joe and with this, and with that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, knew that's about not, I just that's, forgot. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's not like you. No. And she's like, where is it? I said, I don't know. She goes, why didn't you give you the address? I'm like, honey, this one ain't on him. <laughs> I yeah. said, it's... And it's not close. I mean, that's... No, it's Tarentum. Yeah. It's whatever. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, but you're a half hour out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least. And so I had to pick up the phone and... Oh, man. That's such a tough call. Oh, and we could talk about this in another podcast because... <sighs> I mean, I came in hot. I said, Denny, I said, I am, I, I cannot apologize more. I said, I could give you a thousand excuses, but I simply forgot. I said, you deserve much more respect than that, much more attention. I said, and it breaks my heart to know that you're going to be embarrassed in front of other people in your whole community <sighs> because I no showed you and I have no good excuse. And what I did was wrong and irresponsible. And it, here's my point on the, the, <laughs> The p- potential topic, like deer in headlights, like apology, like oh yeah, like, I just who, came whoever, in with a shotgun, who <laughs> a bazooka, whoever apologizes like that, they're like, uh, he's like, well, okay. it's okay, Jay, it's okay. He goes, Tom Doyle, he's got something planned, he can make it work, and I've got something that I can do. It's okay, it's okay, and I'm like, no, it's not okay, yeah. and I was wrong, and yeah. I said it again. You deserve more respect because I know he's big on that. Yeah. yeah, I said, and the fact that you're, you know, you you. You got me. You scheduled me to be here, and I no show. It's not okay. Wow. And he said, "No, we'll do something, and I'll see you Sunday." And I said, "Good." I said, "Hey, look, I'll be praying that maybe the Holy Spirit's going to speak through one of you instead of me tonight. Is the way you know whatever else." And then I got off the phone, and Tom Doyle's an old friend of mine, and he lives there as well. So I private messaged him and put together a big apology, whatever else. He has not responded. Hmm. But, he's probably uh, preaching. He's probably preaching. <laughs> and what's so funny is that angst, gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, my body was like, Psst. Yep. That was Psst. it. You got something to do. And I was sitting there going like, no, I'm ahead of the game on this. And it's just. Oh, man. There's just. And, and I, in the in the apology to Tom, I said, this is a, one of the easiest and hardest apologies I've ever had to make. So yeah. It's easy because I just forgot. Yeah. There's no story. Right. I, I, I just didn't put it in my calendar. Yeah. Because I knew it was coming. And I forgot. Wow. So that's how my day's gone. Yeah. Wow. What a day. And I, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's just hilarious. Like I can't beat myself up. Like I, I, I just forgot. Yeah. That's <laughs> all it was. And like, sometimes it happens. And, and it was such a big thing. I didn't even put it in my calendar. Yeah. Wow. And Rachel's like, I don't use my phone for my calendar, but like, would you have gotten like a, a notification? And I said, yeah, 10 minutes. Like mm-hmm. I get a 10 minute right. heads up. So, I could go on, but I won't. Much as I know Joe's fine, he's been at least. So, wow, man, that's that's. There's a lot there. I mean, that's rough for Joe. I mean, to have it's, it, he must he's going to be afraid of everything, insects and corn, and <laughs> and man, yeah, to because we even talked about it on vacation with the Denny thing, and like there was there's no part of me that had any bells going off for you like i did i completely forgot about it until just now too or i swear thursday he texted me and i replied at the when we were at the beach right but no, i definitely mentioned it friday because i was like oh here's what i have when mm-hmm. i go home so friday yeah it didn't occur to me saturday sunday monday tuesday well, and I wednesday even, i even remember you saying i i i, I don't necessarily know what i'm gonna uh do for I, learn one to of love two things oh, well right. you were talking about like i don't know what i'm gonna do for learn to love but uh, you know, I, I know that like I have this Denny thing, and if I can do the Denny thing, I'm sure Learn to Love will come to me. And so, yep. wow, man, yep, worked on it, had it all planned out. Yeah, by the time I got home, had it all planned out. And I guess you know what I might have done is since I had it done by the time I got home, it was filed it away. Yep, it was good. Lo- as done. I'm locked and loaded, and then you just forgot to take the shot. Yeah, 
That's no good. Yeah. Well, vacation was good, though. And, I mean, I think overall everybody had a wonderful time. And We hope Chris is having a good time. Yeah, we, we have not heard. Have not heard from him. A little We're bit from Amy, but. Yeah. But, but yeah. I will say that when I got home, I started uh, watching the new season of, you're going to see where I'm going with this. Not at all. Cougar Town. Jersey Shore. Close. <laughs> that's also going to get brought up. Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Mm-hmm. And. Not the original Jersey Shore, but when they started doing the family vacation and they became quasi and adults, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that is so great. They just sort of have this group. They have this friend group. They call a family, whatever else. And I used to watch Cougar Town. Ever heard of it? And they all, most of them lived on a cul-de-sac and they were just this friend group. And mm-hmm. I always wanted that so desperately. And what's crazy is now here we are. I mean, Cougar Town, we all know, was like 2009 through 13. Clearly, everybody knows that. And we've got that. And we have such a great group of friends and family. And and I mean that extended. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be at Faith Church, whether it be our disc yeah. golfing group, whether it be the podcast, at all the of table. you yep. who are sitting here every week at the table. And let me just tell you how much we love to hear mm-hmm. random people say, oh, I, I listen to the podcast. Yeah. My new next door awesome. neighbors. I was helping them do something. I was helping... Um, Mr. Moses do something last or right before vacation and he was like we look forward to your podcast I'm like I don't even know I guess I mentioned it at one point He's, like That's in my awesome. mind I'm thinking that and, and he was just talking about how much he loves how, how much they look forward to it and everything and so cool. that was yeah that was pretty amazing to me and so. then he said you smell different when you're awake <laughs> <laughs> well you really looked into me That's, uh... <laughs> but that comes down to the need for belonging and we have been taking a deep dive into each individual emotional or relational need and if you don't have any idea about these you can go to our website lunchtimeatrome.com hit the drop down menu for the relational need questionnaire and you'll find out what yours are and then you can go back we save each and every one of these episodes and we have the outlines that we go from to fully explain what is it how is it met how is it not met why do you have it what do you do with it and tonight we're talking about belonging well what is belonging it's feeling like one is valued due to the relationship one has with another. Just that you matter, that you are valued because of the relationship that you have with another person. And so that can be your part of it. You know, it's th- when I say belonging, it's sort of belonging to a group. It's yeah. And that group can be a family. It mm-hmm. could be a friend circle. It could be an organization. If you have a need for belonging, you want to be in those and or be identified by those things. Yeah. If you call yourself a loner, Mm-hmm. And you don't like to be around people, you probably don't have a high need for belonging. Yeah, and I, we're going to talk about this, but you look at our our culture today, and everything is splintered, and everybody wants to identify in a particular group. You see mm-hmm. it everywhere. So this is a fascinating one to me on the societal level. I'm sure I'll I'll learn to understand this better on a personal level, but I think from from a societal level, the need for belonging is. It's it's so massive. There's like a macro level, yeah, of belong. Yeah, I totally agree. Like they're like people want to belong. I like. I mean, obviously, we talk about level of need, you know, and and all the emotional needs. But I feel like everybody wants to be part of something. You know? Sure, part of a group. Part Fun of a, Facebook you know, groups, a blo- you know, blogging comments. Yeah, but, but then the identity <clears throat> politics. You know, you have this group, this group, this group. Mm-hmm. It's it's just amazing how. The need to belong drives you to find other people that are of like minds with you. And I definitely have this need. It's definitely high on my list. So I'm I'm anxious to talk about and it. And Brian, to what you said on a societal level, uh, Eric put out a nice 
preview uh, with the YouTube link on Lunchtime in Rome's Facebook page. So I shared it. And what I wrote was, why is it so many people cling to their, in quotations, group or quotations, identification? Mm-hmm. And I identify as, yeah. And anything, yeah. And I even, I even, I said to Rachel, I said, someone's going to get mad that I said identification because, mm-hmm. because my point is you can identify as a football player, conservative, gamer, a liberal, a yeah. this, a that. I don't mean anything inherently sexual, but that's right, not right, excluding right. that either. Right. That that becomes more important and that's your identification and everything else. And a right. lot of that, it certainly there is an inherent need for belonging. But I think in our world today, and this could even be a separate podcast as well, it has really magnified how alone we are. And we go back to our mass oh, yeah. formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one of the keys for mass formation is the sense of isolation, isolation mm-hmm. and alone. And that's why people, you know, went to one tribe or the mm-hmm. other. Yep. And that, you know, enhanced, I think, an underlying need, or I would say actually not even need, but the hurt of not belonging, mm-hmm. which it then creates the need. And that is, we always go over it. What causes this emotional need? Why do some people have this emotional need? This one, there's. I added a third. It's always having it met as a child or not having it met as a child. Well, yeah. And the third one you have is experiencing great rejection as an adult. But couldn't that be as, as a child as well? Sure. But to, to me, okay. that's not having it as a child. So, I'm, you know, either one is in your formative years. Yeah. You either had it met all the time and you're used to it. Yeah. Or you never had it met and you desire it. Yeah. So, that would include that. Is yeah. why and how, like, how do you define child? If- Zero to twelve. Yeah. But okay. but really, 16, 18, it's yeah. in there as well. Yeah. Because I got like the, and I don't, this, this could be part of the reason why I have this, but I remember when I was a kid, there was a moment where I was making some kind of stupid joke. I was being annoying, right? I was seeking attention. See episode 161. Yeah. Um, which I don't have, I don't, I don't have a high need for attention now as an adult, but, um, but as a young teenager, uh, I was making a stupid joke and then I turned and I saw my best friend mm. like since kindergarten say, I hate him. I hate him so much. I mm. hate him. I hate him so much to one of our and you other can friends. Feel that. I can feel that. And, and like oh, his man. eyes met mine because he didn't realize like I was looking at him and then like he just like, you know, just froze and went, looked straight forward. And like from then on, I was like, man, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I still tried to be part of that group for my whole high school time and college Mm -hmm. like it was you know one of these things where like i like i got rejected hard you know unintendedly but then i kept pursuing it and we'll talk about that in a little bit right yeah gosh that makes me so mad yeah (laughs) no not even mad just sad sad Sad, man sad for you to catch that moment and oh yeah dude that was crushed somebody that you had in your life for that long Mm -hmm. um that would also create that need for belonging yeah and and for me, um, I, recently I've been doing a ton of work on myself. Um, but one of the things that um, recently came up for me was like I was trying to identify the lie in my life that caused a lot of other things to happen, you know, and a whole different timeline to to occur. And I had a um, I had an experience in ninth grade, in sixth grade, but more so in ninth grade. I well, well, I hate that you had two. Yeah, well, we'll keep yeah. mo- we'll keep moving on here, but no, it was but- it was a traumatic experience. And I came in to school one day, and one day I had this friend group, and the next day they were ordering pizzas to my house and crank calling me, like, and I had no idea what I did. <sighs> right. And so doing this work uh, that I've been doing, I tried to identify that lie. And I, Jay, I was talking to you a couple weeks ago after the podcast. 
And at the time I thought the lie was I'm not worthy of acceptance. But then you, you brought up the fact, I think that would be belonging, right? Because I was not part of that group anymore. And, you know, and and I, I don't feel like today I have a super high need for belonging. I feel like my, my other needs that we've discussed recently are, are, are those. So I feel like the need for belonging has become a kind of a healthy balance for me at this point in my life, which is great considering the, you know, how traumatic that experience was for me. And I, and I would agree that you don't have a pressing need for it, but I would also say you're having it met. Yeah. Yeah, very much. I mean, you're you have so many groups that mm-hmm. you belong to and your family is so good and mm-hmm. it's a you know, so you went from being a her child to now being the her parent. Mm-hmm. And so That's true. Yeah. It, it's met all over the place. Very true. Um and I think that hurt also manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Um And then Brian, you said you you mentioned acceptance, but we, we do want to talk about how this is different than acceptance. Yeah, I think it's a really important point. Yeah. Yeah. So very often people think what we're talking about when we say belonging is acceptance because you think I'm being accepted into a group. Mm-hmm. But in reality, acceptance is being loved, being valued, even though you've erred or made mistakes mm-hmm. in a relationship. And we've got, well, there's a podcast probably what mid 150s yeah, mid on acceptance something so that's the difference it's being accepted even though you've made a mistake whereas belonging is simply belonging to a family a group a people organization being identified by something beyond yourself but yourself being a part of that group family or organization mm-hmm. yeah that's even before we came over here um lex asked me what we were talking about and i said belonging she said well didn't you guys just do that and I said, no, we did acceptance. And then we started that whole conversation. So I think it is a very, very common thing to, it, you know, they, they seem to be intertwined. And in some ways that they are. But yeah. And like, I just when I think of like the definition of each, it doesn't really make sense to me, even though I don't know the definition off the top of my head. Do you mean the either Webster's one. definition? Yeah. Like whatever, like accepted, like to be accepted. Like <laughs> you can't use the word. That you're trying to define <laughs> in the same sentence, like being accepted into like to a university, like I'm part of the group, I'm right? Part, of, you know what well, I mean? That's like, why. That's because, why it gets confusing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really we need a different. You know, it, people get confused on the emotional need of acceptance. Well, and there's another thing where because it's this is also approval. It's under the emotional need of approval, approval, blessing, Bel- belonging. Right. Whereas, like, do you approve of me? Have I proved myself worthy to you? Like. Have I done anything wrong to mess something up? Whereas acceptance is, I've done something wrong and I still need to be. Do you still accept? You know what I mean? So that's why it's like so. To me, it's just yeah, so confusing. But these, that, yeah, these couple are very intertwined. It's. It. I feel like. Yeah, but one uh, is. Yeah, maybe the one way to look at it is, have I proved to you that I belong? Mm-hmm. And the other one is, do you accept me even though even I've though I proven screwed up or I whatever? Don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, how how do you get this need met? It's. It is having yourself. Just imagine. A childhood, or, or even as an, as an adult, being lifted up by your family members. You know, if you're if you're around my family enough, the number one thing you hear is Rachel and me telling Joe and Bella to be nice to each other, <laughs> to be nice, <laughs> stop picking on each other, yeah. stop whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was great because one time we had family in town, and Joe and Bella were with some other people their age that were loosely related to. 
And their eyes were like, holy The people watching cow. Joe and Bella? No. Joe oh, and Bella were oh, watching okay. these other kids treat each other horrifically. Yeah. And, you know, and they were like, you yell at us? <laughs> and they were just normal kids. Uh-huh. Just, you know. Right. But if you have a, a family where you're honored, you're, it's important. The, the, the one way, when I teach this to people getting married, I say, when I would pick up Joe in kindergarten, I, was, I would do parent pickup. But then we went inside the school and just waited. And there would be all these kids coming out. And the minute that I recognized where his face was in this sea of kids and I'd point at him, he would run up to me and I would pick him up and I would say, my boy, mm-hmm. that's meeting that need for belonging. Yeah. You know, I didn't say, did you have a good day today? Yeah. I didn't say, were you good today? Right. No, because he's my son. Right. You are valued. You are loved. And it's important that you are my son. Mm-hmm. So that's meeting his need right. to have to for that. Um, we can also be treated well and valued by our friends too. So our friend group. You've given two great examples of how that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> and that gets to how are we hurt in that regard? Right. But right. You know, friends who treat each other well, man, that really feels great. And especially if you go back to your childhood, it's kind of rare. Yeah. You know, because you misunderstand so much mm-hmm. that you may not even be mistreated. Let alone how often we're mistreated. To be treated well as an adult by a a group of people and not just on a superficial level but when you can start to get into some of the more nitty-gritty stuff of life still be accepted still be still feel like you belong i mean that's a very very amazing thing and it's such a healthy thing that so many people just don't have yeah and i've had friends past friends that like they just they just suck the energy out of you yeah or, or like they they only call you when they need something and you're the one that's like reaching out. Like they don't really like you don't like I you, like I've had friends like I don't feel valued at all. Yeah. And right. like why am I putting so much energy into this? And it's like it's one of those things like it's okay to still have a relationship with that person and like, hey, if you call me, I'm there, man. Whatever whatever you need, whenever you need it. But like I don't feel valued at times, you know, in in some of the re- my previous relationships where you're it's just, like you're a life you're a life you you're a life preserver at some point. Right, yeah. You know? Well, and that's even why like times where I've said things to you Eric and like I almost feel like you're surprised and you're like oh, I'm always surprised. <laughs> and you're like I just like you don't you're not comfortable being appreciated or valued. Oh, like when yes. you like when you got your right. promotion. Yeah. Like what 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 am I doing here right. with this? Right. right, being valued at work. Yeah. Another one is having importance put on the family name. And I was explaining this to a couple years ago now. And I said, you know, it can be confusing between acceptance and belonging and respect. And I started to Mm. explain it. And the guy goes, makes perfect sense to me. And I was like, all right, um, why? And let's say his last name was Smith. He goes, oh, I knew it was important to be a Smith. He goes, I I belong to the Smith family. And I got that. Mm. He said that. I knew that from day one. Mm. He said, but if I got a B on a report card, my dad would put it on the refrigerator and circle the B and say, Smiths don't get Bs. Mm-hmm. And I would be punished until the next report card. He goes, so I wasn't accepted mm. and I certainly wasn't respected. Yeah. You're like outcast from the Smiths until you got that A or whatever. Right. Yeah. But he understood Smiths meant mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And so if you come from a family that, you know, it's important to be whatever you are. I mean, my, think of my kids. You know, they think it's an anchor hanging around them that, oh, there's Jay's. They're all oh, your Jay's kid. I'll oh, get Jay's kid. Jay's kid. But they know it means something to be a Mitlow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's having their need for belonging met because, mm-hmm. hey, at least I'm in that group. 
Yeah, I, I start thinking about belonging. I start thinking about like the Corleone family, or you know, some of these, uh, some yes. of these uh, like gangster, good, you know, the, uh, terrible, just <laughs> like that in 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 those traditions. That is such a, a huge thing. Is is belong? You belong to this family. It, and, yeah, even just in like just gang life in general. Yeah. Like you know, whether it's ma- like old school mafia Italian or you know whatever, like completely different things. <laughs> gangs, family business, it's different. Let's be careful here. Who we're talking about? Uh, but feeling included in part of a group team or organization that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. And we talked about that yeah, with Ethan, in, you know, yeah. with like the musical, mm-hmm. you know, sense of belonging and whatnot. And that, yeah, that was really good. We kind of alluded to it at the beginning, you know, talking about the different identity politics or or social media groups that you belong to. Um, it's just it is such a it is interesting to look around our world, our culture, our societies right now, and see how much value people place on belonging to this influencer's instagram page or whatever it might be it's it's just a fascinating thing yeah it's funny though just as i say we don't need to flush this one out when you were talking about hey you represent you know this family and this that and the other thing every year really since todd has coached with me the beginning of the season we tell the team hey listen you don't just represent yourself Mm -hmm. you know when you're so like yeah you have to behave at practice but when you're in the school when you're out on the weekend, mm-hmm. you don't only represent yourself and your family. You represent this school. Mm-hmm. And then we say, and you know what? You represent us as mm-hmm. coaches. And so if we get a bad report from another teacher about the way you're behaving. So I talk about all those things you represent. I don't ever see the needle move in one kid's eyes for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to flush that out at some point because they all need something. But yeah. it ain't. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they ain't I don't, doing it. I don't care. Because they <laughs> both. Well, and maybe the reality that is. Their need for belonging is met by their friend group that likes to walk late to class every day. True, sure. and you know, or their friend group that likes to get into trouble on the weekends. Right, right. How is it not met? Quite simply, being talked down to, ridiculed by family members, and that's in person on a day to day basis. But one I see happen so much is social media. Ugh. My idiot husband. Oh gosh, nothing gets under like Old ball mine, chain. mine and Amy's skin. Like we, oh. When people ridicule their spouse, like online mm-hmm. or just in general, or, or in whatever. person, yeah, and, it, it, and even in like just lightheartedly, like it just it irks me. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it, and it's that's just not meeting your need for belonging at all. They're yeah. saying you're not good at being this. Yeah. And you know, I was uh, pretty high need for attention growing up, and so therefore I became the annoying little brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can just remember the things my siblings said or did that said, you're annoying. You're mm-hmm. not, you mm-hmm. talk too much. You're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. And boy, it sticks with you, mm-hmm. you know, and you've, you've got to do a lot of healing to not be that way. Yeah. Um, not being included or ridiculed, ostracized by friends like I talked about, you know, that was, that was the, for me, that rejection in ninth grade started this, like I said, entire timeline for me. And I, I could see how certain patterns developed. And But it all stemmed from that outcasting from that friend group. That yeah. hurt. Just It was the fun, one of the fundamental hurts of my life. And it, that right. is, just like you said, it was the, one of the biggest fundamental, you know, biggest hurts of your life. But it also happens subtly. You know, when you're just the butt of every joke. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In your friend group. Yeah. Or like with Eric, with you. 
you know, they would answer the phone when you called, Mm -hmm. but they'd never call you. Right. And so you go through that. Um, It's it it can be a one time occurrence or it can be a slow drip Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. just slowly eats away and, you know, causes that need to be greater. You can simply just have no family Mm. or a family with a poor reputation. So. You're like, I don't want to be known as that. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a part of this group. I don't want to be a part of any group. Right. Or, you know, I think of my friends in high school. I had my good buddy, Dan Leopold. He and I were best friends. Yeah. And we would hang out with all the different groups. Mm-hmm. But we weren't a part of any one of those groups. Yeah. But we were pretty cool. We weren't a part of any one of those groups because they did everything all the time mm-hmm. with each other. Well, I was a Mitlow. I'm the youngest of five. Our house was the house that everybody else's friends came to. Mm-hmm. We had family events all the time. There's no way I could have been with my friends as much as they were with each other. Right. right. Because they didn't have the family right. set up mm. that I had. Yeah. So, therefore, their identity, their sense of belonging came from their friend group. Right. Mm. And Whereas yours did not. Not at all. Right. Not in the least bit. Yeah. And you think about the way our world is today. And we talked earlier about society and groups and everything else. The family unit, the the nuclear family mm-hmm. unit is rare. Yeah, it's in tatters. I mean, the four of us on this podcast are happily married with children. Mm-hmm. That's an anomaly in mm-hmm. our world today. Mm-hmm. Having both parents intact, let alone happily married. Mm-hmm. Well, therefore, very few people are getting this need met. So right. therefore, of course, they're going to have their need met. In so many other places. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, not fitting in socially with others is um, uh, a way that you can be hurt. Yeah. That's one of the other ways. You just, you're trying. Yeah. So imagine you don't have a, so imagine, and it, by the way, it's, it's very often multiple ones of these. Mm-hmm. So you don't, have, you know, you're talked down to in your family that doesn't have a good reputation, that isn't intact and isn't loving. You have, and then every time you try to fit in with a group, you don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And you're always the one on the outside. There was a girl in my high school who I, we used to laugh. She had a different identity uh, every three months. Hmm. She was a burnout. She joined the band. Hmm. She was in this drama club. Mm. She went over Just here. trying to find her place. It was comical. Yeah. And now looking back, tragically sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about the scene from Forrest Gump where he's walking onto the bus and everybody's like, seat's taken. And uh, that, I mean, that, but how many people have been in that situation, you know, where you, you are desperately trying to find your niche and you just can't find it? That just, that eats at you, man. That, that just pummels your soul. Yeah. Um, how do we steal it? Whenever we have an emotional need not met or taken from us and on a continual basis is not being met. Our natural reaction is to grab it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's why we say steal it. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It doesn't satiate. It makes it worse. One of the first things we do is we cling to friend groups where we're clearly not valued. Yeah. That mm. was, that was definitely wow. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. You, you continued to try to be in that group. Yep. Even after they yep. you had that wanted rejection. to be part of that group so bad. Yep. Why? <laughs> Just because it's all you knew? It's, it's, it's what I knew. I mean, had a history, you know, yeah. like we were friends, like we, you know, grew up, we, you know, tore up the streets with our bikes, you know. And I think especially during those years, you don't understand how quickly life can change and how the paradigms right. can shift. Right. So it's like, well, this is what we've always done. Not understanding that, look, that chapter's over. Right. Well, and if I'm being excluded, it means that I'm not worthy of this group. Right. 
well, that, I want to face that. Right. So I'll keep calling and I'll keep doing those things. And, right. And right. be in a group where I'm not, right. you know, where I'm not valued. Or fix it, you know, or right. you know, try to, yeah. Because cause in hindsight, <coughs> I should have just moved on. Sure. You know. Speaking of sunk opportunity or sunk cost. Sunk yeah. cost fallacy. Right. Yeah. And Brian, the second one. Joining or aligning with groups that are not a good match for you. So after this incident happened with me, um, I, I started hanging around with people that were wonderful people. Like I, I had so much Important fun with to them. Point out. Yeah. So much fun. They made me feel valued. They'd made me feel belong or, you know, like I belong to something, but because of what I went through, I had no ability to say no to anything that was coming my way. So as they started to do drugs and get into partying, uh, I'm locked and loaded with, as they made a lot of bad choices, oh, you're yeah, like no, drugs, I, I, party, yeah. murder. <laughs> <laughs> when they told me to bury the body, I, I couldn't say no to that. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, that was from that sense of, from that hurt of not being in that group anymore and not feeling like I belonged to that previous group. I developed this inability to say no. So I just went along with everything because I was terrified of being kicked out of that group or, you know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. it was, a, it was looking back on it. It was, it's sad to see how that hurt propelled me into other bigger hurts too. You know, and again, we are Christians doing a podcast, not doing a Christian podcast, but you look at the fact that God created us to be in relationships and even Brian at the age of, you know, 15, 15. 14, God puts you in with some people who could have used a great positive influence, mm -hmm. but the enemy used your hurt to mm -hmm. cause you to then, you know, make the same mistakes they were making rather than pull them up mm -hmm. from that. And then, therefore, because of your upbringing, not only are you now making mistakes, but there's shame that comes with those mistakes. So much shame. And so what God, and mm. you know, it's just incredible to me how we have great opportunities in every situation and our hurts drag us down mm -hmm. and our being alone pulls mm -hmm. us under. How wow. many, how many of us are the person or know the person that goes from romantic relationship to romantic relationship or stays in a romantic relationship mm -hmm. because they cannot fathom being alone. Mm hmm. And that is, so you're just, you're doing something that is worse right. than being alone. Right. Right. But you want that belonging. So you want to say, I got that girlfriend mm -hmm. or I've got my man mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So you stay in something that is far more damaging than the reality of being alone. Right. Just wow. so that you can feel like you belong. It's almost like these emotional needs need to be met and it, you'll do whatever it takes. It would be helpful for our society. And speaking of society, then uh, another one is for how do we steal it? Identifying with one's uh, geography or eth ethnicity, sex, race as a primary source of pride. Oh, I'm Italian. Oh, I'm you know like that again. That's I go back to the Italian. Go up to why. anybody from the state next to us and say O H, and they yell I O. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, kid. Or the the, the Steeler Ravens rivalries. Yeah, I'm a Steeler fan. You're a Ravens fan. You know, like right. we're Pittsburghers. Again, nothing wrong Inzers. with being a fan. No, nothing, nothing wrong. But if that's your primary thing, if that's your identity. Right. Adam Carolla uh, does a little podcast and he talks about, you know, uh, supporting, I forget what he, the exact example he was using, but it was just about female pride mm -hmm. and, and, and female pride. And he's like, 
you're one one of every two people. <laughs> you're, you're one of two. And same thing for men. You know, right, like, right. If that's what you're, you're hanging your hat on, like, you didn't do much, you know. Um, we've kind of alluded to this before, but what other emotional needs can be confused with belonging? We've talked about acceptance. Yeah, and that's simply the name. Acceptance makes you think of belonging, but it's not. And yeah. Jay, Jay, let me ask you this before we get... A uh, little further down this, but you always—it seems like you always use um, approval belonging. Like it's—it's it's almost one word for you. You use approval. <laughs> I've dropped approval lately. Have I just really? go with belonging because that makes sense. What yes. we really need to do is come up with a better name for acceptance. But that doesn't matter because you'll still think acceptance is belonging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've dropped approval from Pretty approval much. belonging. Eric okay. brought it back in this podcast, which I appreciated. Okay. Um. But besides acceptance, uh, security, you can confuse um, belonging with security. Right. Yeah. Because you're, you're sitting there and you're like, well, I, I don't want anything to go bad in this relationship. Whatever. Well, that could be because you're high need for security. It's not your need for belonging. Mm-hmm. You just don't want anything to be wrong. You want to make sure everything's okay. Everything's fine. It's not fear of being alone. It's fear of change, fear of, you know, being uh, screwing up in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that still go back to, I guess, the fear of being alone? You're saying this the security aspect of that, but isn't that what what belonging is too? Like you're, I don't want to be alone, so I want to belong to this person. I want to be with this this group. It's a little chicken and egg. Yeah. Because if you have a high need for belonging, you're always going to make sure that everything's okay. So you might also have a high need for acceptance. Mm-hmm. You also might have a high need because you want to make sure you're not screwing up. You might both. always be checking in on people. Okay, hey, are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay? But you also are worried about everything else in the relationship. So it's actually your overall need is for security, not, mm-hmm. necessarily, not necessarily for belonging. You might come from a great family. You might have a great relationship. But your high need for security makes you check in at work all the time. Mm. It's not that you really identify with work. You just don't lose your job. Interesting. See, I don't I don't feel like I, and I, I, on the test, I don't have a high need for security. But I do from I do have a desire to check in with people. Hey, how's it going? How are we doing? You know, like, are, are we cool? Um, so and that would probably go more under acceptance for you. It could be acceptance. Yeah. yeah like, are, are we all right? Because I don't want to find out later right. that we're not okay. Right. Right. Which also is <laughs> to a degree security. I don't mm-hmm. want to be blindsided. Right. And that's what I was, that's what I was going to is like, I, like I said, I don't feel like I have the need for security. I, I know I don't have a high need for security in most areas of my life. Like right. put me in the middle of the wilderness and you know, I'm not going to be, I'll, I'll find my way out uh, and I don't need support. So, but I think with relationships, especially relationships that I've really invested in, it is important for me to, where are we at? You know, just do a temperature check from time to time. So I guess that is kind of the combination of security and belonging and acceptance that all, all, all culminating right. in that. And the example I just used, the opposite is true as well. You might have such a high need for belonging, you think it's security. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, you know what I mean, that I can't lose this relationship, so I'm going to check all the time. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm alone, that's the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think you have a high need for security, but in fact, it's a huge need for belonging because mm-hmm. you're afraid to be alone. And in that regard, is, and I talked about it with my guy, the Smiths, mm-hmm. you know, you might think you have a need for belonging, but you actually have a high need for respect. Mm-hmm. It's not that my father, my mother, my wife, this organization treated me poorly, you know, Mother effer, ain't nobody going to treat me poorly. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually, it's not a function of 
Wow. Your relationship to them, it's simply you as a person. Going back to the Corleones, I feel like that would be Sonny. You know, he's like, I'm part of the Corleones. Mm-hmm. And he flies off the handle. But that would be respect versus, say, um, Michael, who may, might feel more like he needs to, be, you know, especially early Michael, needs like he feels mm-hmm. like he needs to belong. Sorry, we're getting into the Godfather. Not, not sorry, really. I'm actually quite Godfather deficient. I've seen one probably twice, two once, and like half of three. I did not care for it. It yeah. insists upon itself. <laughs> the money pit. <laughs> That's from that, uh, the, the family from guy. Family guy. Uh, so you said respect. All right. Um, how can we meet one's need for belonging? I love when we get to this part. Because I think we, we muck and grind mm-hmm. through a lot of this, and it's sort of murky, and okay, and I understand. If we just all focused each week, the following week after we do this podcast, on doing these things, mm. man, the people around us would be blessed. Mm-hmm. And when you find that, you'll know. So like th- this is the takeaway. This could be the takeaway section. It could so, be. Yeah. Yeah, this is the the first part is the put in mm-hmm. knowledge we're putting in. In this part, we take out action steps. Except then we'd have to flip because the last part also is sort of intrinsic. But matter of fact, let's do that. Yeah, let's cut and paste. I Eric. like it. So when we do not receive, so anytime we have an emotional need that is not met or taken from us, that's what we call a hurt. Too often in relationships, people don't even say they're hurt, and if they do, they say, "Oh, that hurt my feelings." Okay, great. Mm-hmm. How? Right. Then beyond that, where does the hurt go? It goes to anger, fear, guilt, and self-condemnation. Well, how does not having your need for belonging met? With fear, it's the constant worry that you're going to be kicked out of a group or a relationship or uh, an organization. You're just always, you know, because that's happened to you in the past. And you think about people who have been cheated on in a relationship. And the next time they get in a relationship. Oh, they're scouring through that other person's phone. They're following them here and there. That's mm-hmm. where the fear manifests itself. What about guilt? It's feeling as if your actions have caused the exclusion or loneliness. So you're the one that caused your exile. And Brian, you said for your hurt in ninth grade, you said, I didn't know what I had done wrong. No idea. Who's to say you did anything wrong? I don't Maybe think I were, did. I don't think right. I ever did. Like, But that's your reaction is, what did I do wrong? I was so bewildered. That's anybody's yeah. mm-hmm. reaction. Sadly, you know, Eric, you had a reason. You were like, I'm in the middle of an awkward joke, and this kid's saying that he hates me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. And, you, you you know, you carry a good bit of guilt with you. A little bit. Although you're a little more self-condemnation, aren't you? Yeah. Which leads us to self-condemnation. Yeah, the belief that yourself... That you yourself are not worthy of being included. And that just sounds sad. <laughs> so again, guilt is, I've done this thing. Self-condemnation is, I'm not worthy of this thing. It's almost like there's nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. You I, are versus what you did. Correct. Well, and I'd also say, like, after that, like, I didn't feel worthy. Well, I, yeah, well, I'm not worthy. Like, right. what do I put into the into the ring right even in the friend group and you actually probably felt like that which is why you had the need to tell the jokes that were silly or inappropriate or annoying or whatever else because clearly me myself i'm not worthy maybe this joke is worthy right right which goes back to your need wasn't being met right so you're trying harder and harder to be included to have that approval belonging Right. right i'm funny too right yeah and you are uh, anger, any sense of exclusion is met with sharp verbal and relational reactions. I've seen that. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's again, here I'll say we don't need to flush it out. And then we'll end up talking about it for 20 minutes. But it's just if if I feel like you don't belong, if, if you if I feel like you are excluding me, mm-hmm. you're getting a sharp word. I'm going to mother F you, tell you off, mm. cut you off. Mm. You know, I know somebody I had a conversation with today and I said, look, your MO is the minute you're hurt. You're like, well, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. So maybe this time you can manage it a little differently. You know, but if, go ahead. So I get there um, pretty quickly. Like, I'll give you a couple chances, but then after that, it's, uh, you're, you know, I, <laughs> you're dead P, to me. You're not dead. You're just, you're dead, just dead to, to me. me. So is that belonging or, I mean, I feel like that's, that's other. Well, it depends on how they're hurting you. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're excluding you in something. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't get that reaction. With I, feel, I feel like it's probably beings. maybe, maybe uh, respect. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't get that with with the excluding me. It's more like, all right, well, how about right. acceptance? Like, if you've done something wrong and then like they don't, and you're like, all right, fine. You're yeah, right. when we when we went over those ones, I was like, yep, yeah, that's that's it on the on the head. But I think yeah. with this one, yeah, the anger isn't it that doesn't manifest like that. You're dead to me, kind of a thing, right? But you think about the you know the person that's had a billion relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute they feel like. They're going to be cheated on the minute they feel like they've been disrespected, that they are not valued as a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. Goodbye. It's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because the anger builds up. Yeah. And they just shut it off. Yeah. But let me ask you guys this question. Jay, what's the question? What can we take away? How can we just be those people? Because you know what? There's not a lot of those people out there that are walking around making people feel better about themselves. Hmm. Not a lot. No. It's such a free ride. I mean, like, you get to be known as a good guy so easy. Mm-hmm. Just just give people, people walking around wanting to belong, wanting to just have some identity beyond themselves. Here's how we can bless them. You can include people in your group, friends, social, family, or family. Right. Your immediate family. Mm-hmm. Or but your, then also whatever your right. family is. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's nice in theory, but... It's hard to welcome somebody sometimes into your into your group. <laughs> uh, yeah, and well, it, you know, Christian's not a Christian podcast. Cause you're like, because a lot of times, like, really, God, them? <laughs> you want me to invite them? Come on. Well, but I think this is where we got to talk about this a little bit. Rachel and I have different attitudes in this regard. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, you know, and I want to make sure I respect my wife uh, and and show the value that I place on her and and what she brings. She, she's a little more reluctant than I am to bringing mm-hmm. people into our world, <laughs> yeah. our family. Yeah. Our, I suggest very often, hey, you know what we should do? And she says, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to rethink that. Um, <laughs> so the point is, and what you're saying is it's hard to bring somebody into your world. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way we can just and bring them into your world. Sure. Well, you don't have to bring them all the way in. Sure. Sure. You know, you can bring them in a little bit. Yeah. And you can and see where it goes and see where it goes and bless them. And there's another podcast we should probably have. But we we touched on it last podcast about fences and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if we're better at setting those, like mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'd like you to come over for dinner. So you're fulfilling a need for belonging. 
And so that's the, and the fence is, but you know what? We're, we're going to be uh, heading out at seven 30. Let's go meet to dinner. Right. And then we're going to, but we have to leave by eight. Mm. Doesn't mean we're spending the night with you. Right. So you put up a nice little fence and eight o'clock they go, come on, let's go bowling. Right. And you're like, nope, no, nope, no, sorry. We, already, we, had we said that. talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you can let people in. Yeah. Without letting them all the way in. Yeah. Right. Is a way to bless them because somebody who doesn't have anyone to belong, you bring them into your world a little bit. They may just like a drowning person, mm-hmm. just like a try dr- to take it all, just like we talked about last week. But yet it'll mean something. Yeah. So again, it's that fence and the boundary. Fences for them, mm-hmm. boundaries for you. Yeah, that's a great point. Something as simple as notice when people are around you. You think about somebody walks into a conversation. Hey, there, there you are. Hey, mm-hmm. look who it is. Yeah. Your if, neighbor. If hey, you have waved your neighbor, you know, acknowledge your neighbor. Right. That's so unbelievably it, brilliant. It's so difficult when like you're do you, you see people talking and like you walk over and you're just kind of hovering, waiting for the one person to go, Hey, and nobody does that. How exclusive, how humiliating is that moment? But how awesome is it is, hey, come on, come on over here and yeah. let's uh what do you think about this? Blah blah well, blah. Well, that's even another step. Come over here. Mm. You know, like you said, when people walk up and everybody's like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Yep, I am invisible. Mm-hmm. Invisible. Just acknowledge, yeah, yeah. Just acknowledge them. I'm a big, big fan. I, I almost, I could go so far as to call it my head nod ministry. Going head in nod out, ministry. Going in and out of stores, I'll make eye contact with somebody and I give them a head nod. Uh-huh. And you know, Rachel, be like, why do you do that? I'm, like, I'm just acknowledging them. Hey, I see you. You're yeah. there. Yeah. And then of course you get in the debate. Do you nod up or do you nod down? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't. I think I nod down because that's even more. I'm trying like, to respect out, yeah. right? Because up is like, hey, what's up? Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, hello. You know, I, I never realized. You go sideways. Like, <laughs> I, I just kind of start shaking a little bit. Turn around. Um, but no, I, I, I do that um, quite a bit, actually. I make eye contact and just like, hey, I see you. Um, I always wave to my neighbors, like for sure. But there is this one woman that walks in our neighborhood. Oh, does she refuse to wave? Yes. That's awesome. Like she, <laughs> like just, she has literally wait, made wave? eye contact. I've looked at her eyes like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then she just... Diverts her eyes. You jump, on a block. You're going to like take your shirt off, jump in front of her. <laughs> it's amazing. How scared is that woman inside? No, she's not scared at all. Like, because I've, I've heard her talk on the phone. She's not, she's not a scared person. Okay. Um, she just, she just doesn't want to wow. say hello. <laughs> well, F her. <laughs> we, uh, we had a guy driving in our neighborhood and like I do, I waved. Uh-huh. He goes up, turns around, he comes back. He says, excuse me, sir. He said, I, I'm looking at a house here for my daughter. He goes, and I can tell, he said, that this is a safe neighborhood because you waved at me to show me that you saw me. Yeah. He said this to you? Yeah. And I went, <laughs> I was just saying hi, sir. I said, but I, I do notice things. And he's like, no, I can tell that you keep track of this neighborhood and everything else. And I was like, wow. that's how rare it is. Yeah. He, somebody he, waved. He thinks quicker than you. He thinks deeper than wow. I do as well. So that is not at all what I was doing. Um. So we were talking about waving somebody over, inviting them into the conversation, using terms like "my guy" or "sister," like our um, your <laughs> what sister? <laughs> I waited all night just for that moment, and it wasn't not that moment, but for the moment when it just got awkward because <laughs> the fact of Brian being like, "Hey, sister." <laughs> My point was for guys to say to another guy, uh, "Hey, my guy, right, Mike right. P, uh, Mike your, P, your my nephew, guy. my 
Yeah, that's that's my guy. That's and my guy right there. He sees you and he goes, "That's my guy." That's, that's and it's, it's such a great it's such a great way to feel belonging. There was a cheesy speaking of Godfather. He wishes a member at Churchill Country Club. I can't remember his name, but he was my man. Mm. Everybody he talked to, my man, mm-hmm. my man. And I th- I remember sitting there one day. I'm like, "Gosh, there's nothing wrong with that." Mm. Like just my man. Wasn't Mister Vici? Was it? No. Oh. no. But that sounds like him. Yeah. But same thing, my guy, my man, there you are. What's up? Sister. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Brian, you have got to say to Rachel the next time, there's my sister. What's up, sister? (laughs) (laughs) You imagine her face. She's like, what's wrong with her? Yeah, she would. Yeah, I don't know. But it's having that, and and it's an extension, like you said, of acknowledging people in your presence. Yeah. You know, pointing it out. And again, I mentioned my. What ministry did I say I had earlier? The head nod. The head nod ministry. Right. Well, once I get into the store, mm-hmm. you know, I always acknowledge the people that are working there. Mm-hmm. And just like your lady, there's people there that don't give a rat's mm-hmm. crap about me, mm-hmm. but then people that do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was so funny. To the Andrea at Aldi is the lady that I've been talking to the most lately. Turns out she had a child die, like at one year old. Of course, I had Trey, mm-hmm. and we got to bond over that. So I'm shopping with my mom and Rachel. We're taking my mom shopping. And we're coming around the corner, and it's the new assistant manager who is kind of head down, do her work, get it done, whatever else. And she's working with Andrea. And I walked up, and I said, hello, ladies. And the lady looked up. She's like, hi. And Andrea's like, Jay. And I said, she goes, how are you today? And I said, oh, I'm shopping with my mother and my wife. I said, how can I be any better? And she's like, oh, that's great. And you see the manager look over like, how do they all know each other so well? I'm like, come on into our group. It's fine. She's like, no, I'm angry. I'm like, all right. But acknowledging. Yeah. Terrell is my new friend at Aldi. All right. That's great. Uh, <laughs> he looks very angry, but he's actually quite nice. Nice. You can also tell people that they're good at being however they relate to you in to you or a role that they have. So so telling people that they're good at what their role is in your life? I was well, I was just kinda I was just listening to uh the nate land podcast if you're interested Mm. and the guy was talking about he was like man i really admire when i'm like at a gas station and they get a line going and then they're working two cash registers and like to keep the line moving and they they actually talked about like well do you ever like say good job and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that's the perfect opportunity to say man you i uh-huh. Thank you for doing such a good job. You are great at what you do, yeah. and I appreciate it. You know, like I'm in line at Big Lots on Sunday, Fourth. Yeah. Was it Sunday? No, it was Monday, Fourth of July, and I'm watching this lady, and she's just same thing. She's helping everybody. I'm like, yeah. when I get up there, yeah. I'm gonna tell her she's really good at what she does. The woman ahead of me is asking about the rewards program and why she's not getting the emails, and this lady goes so deep into a conversation with her. And I'm like, I don't think I can tell her that at this point because <laughs> now I've been sitting here for like ten minutes. <laughs> But to the original point, saying to somebody you're in a relationship with, you know what, mm-hmm. you know, you know what, Lex, man, you're a good wife. Mm-hmm. If she has a high need for belonging, that's going to mean something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even to somebody you're not in a relationship with, right? You know, I say very often to people that I work with or that I meet with, or I mean, again, I'm a pastor of a church. You're a good dad. He's not my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know what, you are a good dad. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so I do have value in this relationship. Right. It's such a powerful practice to exhort somebody. And don't lie. Yeah. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> but to, to call out a specific angle that they may not 
they, that might be pressing on them that nobody ever tells them or right. that they don't hear enough is it's like it's like gold it's it's wonderful you think good well you think about somebody that is in an organization i'm trying to think of one you know that doesn't get a lot of high praise you know say you're in rotary which is like that's oh, a good service organization mm-hmm. it's big in the 80s it's still hanging on it's doing well social work you know but you go like man you know what rotary's lucky to have you well they're in an organization who knows what they're getting within the organization right mm-hmm. but to get that you know you say to a pro football player you're really good at football that ain't moving the needle right. so much i made right. the nfl um right right why thank you right but yet you know you say to somebody you know whatever organization they're in boy you're really valuable to them because mm-hmm. they may not be getting it from the organization sure but so you give it to them. now again now are we getting into appreciation whatever else no you're a good you know scout you're yeah. a good council member you're a good whatever right. it meets that need because that's why i got into this in the first place yeah yep. to be good at that very often especially online people do not point out what is good about people it's true and very often people go through things and people want to help or people want to try to join them want to make people feel better but they miss the mark very often people just butt into a conversation online and not joining somebody who's celebrating hey i got a new car wish i could afford a new car mm-hmm. hey mm-hmm. we had a great vacation oh must be nice mm-hmm. or hey look what i made for dinner Oh, yeah, I like most of what you have on the plate. There are times we just miss joining somebody in their emotions. We talk about that every week with being alone is joining somebody in their emotions. So Eric has had a brilliant idea for future podcasts we need your help with. Oh, I'm, I'm pitching it. That was a uh, that was a setup. <laughs> Sorry, I right thought you there. were going to keep on going. Uh, no, but we thought that we could get some uh, <laughs> just smooth transition right there. No, so if you want to send us some examples of maybe uh, some experiences you've had in particular, and we'll keep it anonymous. We're going to take some screenshots. If you want to send us just text, we'll fig- we'll figure that out. But if you want to send us examples, or if you find one that's out in the wild, maybe there's some politician that posted something, and then they just get you know, hounded online. Well, if you're like in, me, in ways you don't know crazy. four-fifths of the people on your Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. So right. there's times you see comments on there and you're like, I don't even know the person that it's talking about or the person commenting, right. but they missed the mark. But mm-hmm. we will we will keep things anonymous. We'll blur things out. Um, but please send us anything that you feel is just not a great response. and, and a Or lot hurtful. Of times, or hurtful. <laughs> it could be hurtful, but it's also there's ones that are just like... Um, Ah oh, man, you know what gets me, and I don't know. It's, it's what gets me is like there's there somebody will plan an event, like they'll have a birthday and they put up a Facebook event, and then like there's people that post that they can't go, like they say like ah uh, can't go, like or you know whatever. And I'm just like, why don't you just message them privately instead of doing it publicly, or like like instead of like joining like instead of saying like. You could say, like, oh, I hope you have the best time. Looks like it's going to be fun. You know, you know like, just, like, it's it's also these, these little moments that are just, like, why can't you just join me and just be happy? You know, like, why do you have to, like, be, you know, put a damper on it? Um, so, it can be simple. It can be pretty outlandish, you know, and, and hurtful. But, yeah, all that stuff. So, is it is it going, are we asking for just, like, not responding well and hurtful, or are we saying if you see a really good response? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do the so good we can too. do positive. If you find and that negative. one good response online, send it in. <laughs> yeah, that, that one every other day. I've been trying to do that. I've, I've been reaching out to other uh, 
streamers online that I just feel like they need a little bit more attention. They deserve it. They're working sure. hard. They're grinding. And I've been just been super positive. I've just been trying to be, you know, because like what, like what, what are we doing if we're not doing like, all we do is tear people. Apart. All we do is tear people. Or apart. we make it about ourselves. And, right. And where right. exactly, exactly. We make yeah, it about we steal the story. Yeah. And where can people send said screenshots? Uh, you can send them to lunchtimeandroom at gmail.com, or if you'd like, you can uh, text Eric at full. <laughs> uh, you can also message us on Facebook. Um, we get we, we receive messages privately, or if you want to post it on, if you're fine with it being public, you can post it right on our Facebook feed. Um, we'll be there. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. All right. I just missed Chris. That is it for episode 162. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeandrealm.com. While you're there, please take that relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. You smell different when you're awake. The Corleone family, or you know, some of these, yes. some of these, uh, like gangsters, good, you know, the, uh, terrible. As they made a lot of bad choices, oh, yeah, you're like no, drugs, I, I, party, yeah. murder. <laughs> Mother effer, ain't nobody gonna treat me poorly. It's just if if I feel like you don't belong, if, if you're, if I, well, f her. <laughs>